Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. Today's Bible class is for our podcast listeners. It's designed to get us into God's Word for at least a few minutes each day, 12, 13, 14 minutes or so. And in doing that, it helps us to stay focused on our spiritual lives, upon our relationship with God, but also it helps us grow in our faith because, as we keep emphasizing, faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. Now, I want to encourage you, as I always do, to do something for somebody else. You know people in your life, probably within your own family, in fact, who need to turn their thinking around. Share these short studies with them. These studies can help people have a better perspective on life, have a more spiritual outlook, help them be, be better able to handle whatever the day throws at them. And days throw a great deal at us, don't they? So share these short studies. You can do that through Facebook friends, text messages, maybe some other technological means. But make it a point to share with your family members, your friends, your work associates, neighbors, literally anybody you can. You may help somebody turn their life around. You may help somebody even get to heaven. Now what a great blessing that would be for them, but it would also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today. I want us to begin a new line of thought and study today. Now, we've been talking a great deal in these various Today's Bible Class series about God's Word, about the importance of God's Word, gaining the knowledge that is there, because that knowledge guides us in the best way to live our lives. We've also talked about how We need to always be on guard against false teachers and false teachings because that could put our soul's destiny eternally in peril, in danger. And so I want us to look a little bit further about some thinking and study about God's Word. I'm afraid a whole lot of people today in our country do not really have a great deal of appreciation for God's Word other than maybe just in a verbal way. They'll say that, oh yeah, yeah, I respect the Bible. Oh yeah, I I like the Bible. But they don't read it. Very rarely, if at all, they, they seldom darken the door of any church building of any kind, but they will have a respect for God's word, but it's verbal. As far as putting it into practice in their lives, actually reading it, living by it, or, or at least trying to live by its teachings, Uh, No, that's not even in their head. I want us to talk about how we need to change our outlook if we're in anything like that kind of a mindset or lifestyle and start to recognize that we really need God's word and those teachings in our lives for stability. God's word will bring certainty and stability to our lives on a daily basis and throughout our lives as long as we're still here on this on this earth. Now, have you ever thought about how God's word, the Bible, will bring stability to your life? Now, maybe you're an individual who reads your Bible on a regular basis. Maybe you're an individual who really thinks about what does God's word say about this or about that? 
Maybe you think about what James wrote in James chapter 4, how we need to ask God into our plans and ask for his guidance in making those plans, because ultimately we're really not in control. We could pass from this life at any time. And we've all had experiences with people we know who have done exactly that. We've received the phone calls, so-and-so died last night, or so-and-so woke up and found their spouse dead this morning. So-and-so was in a car accident. They were killed. All kinds of reasonings behind the deaths that we are informed of. And so we know that that can happen to any one of us. I think a lot of times we're rather oh, nonchalant about it, and we think, well, yeah, yeah that, but that happened to other people. It's not going to happen to me. But have you ever thought about how your life could have more stability and certainty as you read God's Word and really, really focus on living by those teachings? Now, let me illustrate somewhat. Our culture keeps changing fundamentally. Why is that? The Hebrews writer wrote this about God's word. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Now think about what that says there, how it describes the word of God in verse 12 of Hebrews chapter 4. It is living and powerful. It's not just words written on pages, because you see, it's God's word. There is power within God's word. The apostle Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Romans chapter 1 and verse 16. Paul was saying there that there is power in God's word to change lives, to lead people to salvation because the gospel message that Christ brought from heaven to earth for mankind that teaches us about redemption, forgiveness, salvation, eternal life through him, Oh, that's, that's powerful. That's, that's God's word, and it's powerful. That's a powerful message, and it changes lives for people who will stop and think and act upon those teachings in a positive way, in an obedient way. The word of God is living and powerful. And notice that the Hebrews writer goes on and says, it is sharper than any two-edged sword. Sharper than a two-edged sword? A two-edged sword is pretty sharp. It is designed for battle, to be able to defeat the enemy in a very striking way, ultimately disabling that enemy. But the Hebrews writer says, and he's writing this by inspiration, so he's writing God's very word. He says that God's word is sharper than any two-edged sword. And he notes piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Piercing into the inner being of an individual, not physically, but 
the spiritual inner being, the emotional inner inner being, the intellectual inner being of an individual. You remember in Acts chapter 2 and verse 37, as Peter was preaching the gospel, as the church came into existence on Pentecost, again, Acts chapter 2 and verse 37, after a while, after he had been preaching Christ and the gospel of Jesus to those multitudes of Jewish men gathered there on that day, finally, some of them, the text tells us, they were cut to the heart or pierced to the heart. And they asked Peter and the rest of the apostles, what shall we do? You see, the word of God did that. The word of God is what cut them to the heart. It wasn't Peter. It was God's word that cut them to the heart and motivated them to ask, what do we need to do in response to this teaching from God that you have communicated to us? the gospel message of salvation through Jesus Christ. And then Peter told them, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Acts chapter 2, verses 37 and 38. Oh yes, God's word is powerful. It is living. It can change lives, cutting to our very soul within us. Isaiah chapter 55, verse 11. We read this about God's word, and God is speaking here. He says, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void. My word shall not return to me void. In other words, without accomplishing what I want it to accomplish. But I shall accomplish what it, it shall accomplish what I please. And it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. So God is saying, my word is going to have results. It is going to bring about results. God's word is absolutely certain. And it will bring certainty and stability to a life that is lived by its teachings. Now, think about all of the information in which we are engulfed in our culture right now, particularly in our country the United States of America. There is no end to the writing of literature. More books are being published every day than we could possibly keep up with or hope to read. And that goes on day after day after day after day. Newspapers are published, bulletins, newsletters, articles, all kinds of communications. And that does not begin to deal with the 24 hour a day, every single minute of every day, news broadcasts that are, that are uh, communicated throughout various channels all across our land, networks on cable and, and internet and so on. And, and yeah, the internet, look how much information is posted on that every single day. We live in an information culture. But now, a whole lot of that information, a whole lot of the thrust of it keeps changing because people will come up with some particular understanding and they will start posting that, they will start writing articles, they will start, uh, newspaper reporters will start printing articles on it, people will start broadcasting it over the airwaves of radio and television, people will start writing books about it, and then a few years down the road, it, it changes. 
because they start to realize, ah, you know, I don't think we quite got it right there. And so all of that information, so much of it at least, keeps changing, keeps changing, not from generation to generation, <laughs> from year to year, so to speak, or maybe even more frequently than that. But God's word is stable. God's word is certain, and it will bring stability and certainty to a life that is lived by it. Again, just stop and think about this question as I close again. Our culture keeps changing fundamentally. Why? Let's pray together. Father, help us to be the people that you would have us to be, living by your word, respecting it and recognizing it as the best guide for human life that has ever been given on this earth. Thank you for your Bible, Father. Thank you for the scriptures. Help the people all over the world see the importance, the security, the promise, the blessings that comes by living by the stability of your teachings, communicated in your word. Praise, glory, honor, and thanks be to you, Father. Please forgive us and hear our prayer, gracious Father. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>